The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the Central City Chronicle, the unofficial The Flash podcast, a poppychularadio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppy Chula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, March 8, 2017, and I am your host, Professor X. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of CW's The Flash. Please welcome my co-hosts, Brittany the Intimidator Garcia. Hey everyone! I don't know where he came up with that nickname. I don't. I and, don't know what <laughs> what it is. But uh, and okay. Peter the intimidated Velez. Hi everybody! I know exactly where he came up with that nickname. Now, now, don't go contradicting Brittany. She's intimidating. Uh, so let's jump into our recap of season three, episode fifteen, titled "The Wrath of Savitar," which aired on March seventh, twenty seventeen. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. The episode starts with Wally, Barry, and Jesse training, and Wally seems to be fast enough to save Iris in the future. Later, we see Wally dealing with visions of Savitar, suggesting there's some link between the two. When Barry finds out, he lashes out at Wally for not telling them about them, and suggests Wally's put their plan at risk, so he insists Wally's out of the team, at least for now. Barry races off to find some of Savitar's acolytes and finds the box that used to house the Philosopher's Stone, but it's empty. Then we find out that Caitlin's been holding on to a piece of the stone, hoping she can use it to reverse her Killer Frost tendencies. Barry and the team use Julian to contact Savitar to see if they can figure out his plans, but it just gives Savitar the chance to play mind games with them and remind us of his prophecy. Wally and Sisko vibe into the future so Wally can see what happens the night Iris dies, and Wally notices Iris isn't wearing an engagement ring. So he charges in to accuse Barry of only wanting to marry Iris to introduce a change to the future. Naturally, this leads Iris to call off the engagement, meaning the future can unravel pretty much as planned. Savitar continues to plague Wally, needling him and even appearing in the form of his dead mother to trick him into getting hold of that piece of the stone that Caitlin had and throwing him into the Speed Force, which he does. Then Wally's sucked into the Speed Force and Savitar is set free. He and Barry fight briefly, but Barry gets stabbed and Savitar escapes. So we end the episode with Julian feeling used, Caitlin feeling guilty, Wally trapped in the Speed Force, Barry and Iris no longer engaged, and Joe devastated by the loss of Wally. Before we get into a discussion, let's check in on the ratings for this episode of The Flash. The show was really down this week to its lowest rating ever. Only 2.5 million people tuned in, that's down 14% from last week, good for only a 0.9 in the demo. So what did everyone think about the episode? Peter, let's start with you so you're not intimidated by anyone. (laughs) <sighs> I knew this episode was going to happen. It was, you know, they were going to have to call back to the uh, the real dark and drama-filled uh, first part of the season. I knew it was coming, and it was. There were parts of the episode I really liked. Uh, I thought the villains shined through. Uh, Wally had some good stuff. Um, so it's. 
It's not it's not my favorite episode, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. And Brittany, what did you think? I'm torn because I'm not sure if I liked it because I'm going to be proven right in most of my predictions or I didn't like it because I was right. It's really weird. I don't know if you guys understood that sentence because I like being right, but I also hate the elements that lead up to me being right. So with that said, I still enjoyed the episode, um, especially since we got back to the roots of Savitar. We've been kind of um, we haven't seen him in a while. And that's because all the budget money went to Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> but uh, they got some back, and we had Savitar, and I liked it. I felt like in this episode, he was a true threat. He was a lot scarier. This, he made me scared this episode, and I think that makes um, this episode really, really well done. If you can scare me, then that's pretty good in my book. Yeah, I agree. They did a pretty good job of reestablishing Savitar as, you know, a credible threat and a real villain and, and really ramping up the creep factor on him, which, you know, it's been quite a while since we heard from Savitar. So uh, that was necessary. But for me personally, I didn't really like this episode. Uh, I thought it was, you know, just the characters doing a lot of dumb stuff, which led to inevitably bad consequences, which we will discuss in a moment. But before we get into our thorough recap of the latest episode of The Flash, here is our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. Follow us on Tumblr, the Central City Chronicle.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for the Central City Chronicle and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. So, we ended the previous episode with what looked like Savitar confronting Wally on the street. In this week's episode, we see Wally seeing Savitar. Uh, what were you guys thinking when that happened? We've speculated in the past that only people tied to the Speed Force could see Savitar, but here it was only Wally who was seeing him. Uh, what did you take from when you first saw that, Brittany? Um, I thought that was like really connected to the fact that Wally gets his powers from the Philosopher's Stone. I always had a, a mini theory or prediction that if and when Savitar was going to come back or make an appearance, it was going to be through Wally. I always uh, felt like that was where that were what where they were going in terms of um Wally's powers because we all we were all happy that Wally got his powers, but like Joe said, we weren't happy with the way he got them. And we knew that, that there was going to be a consequence of that. There was no way he was going to get his powers from Savitar and not have something bad or not have some kind of consequence come with it. Um, and we alluded to that a lot in this episode, how, you know, I mean, not to jump too ahead, but Wally says something about that to Jesse. You know, she got her powers naturally and he didn't. And it's a fa it, it just basically took place all episode. And I thought I thought it was well done i liked it because they played with us they made us they made us think that either while it was just wally um 
going crazy or um maybe the the other speedsters could see him but they couldn't so it was all in wally's head but it was also real so i really like that uh, sorry, I, I think I was picking up a little brushing against your microphone during that answer. It may have been you patting yourself on the back, so just be <laughs> careful about that going forward. Uh, Peter, what did you think when uh, it was only Wally who was seeing Savitar? Did you think it was because they had a connection or that, you know, it was just that other people weren't seeing him? Uh, yeah, I thought it was just kind of Savitar just uh, using his powers at the time to, you know, selectively uh, do this one kid for, I don't know, plot reasons. Uh, yeah, that's really kind of all I thought about it at first. Yeah, like when I first you know, I saw him in the previous episode, I assumed that, okay, Savitar is back. But yeah, and even the fight scene that you know we'll talk about in a minute, you know, it wasn't clear whether Savitar was really there or not, but it clearly became obvious uh, as we went along that it was just, you know, Savitar was there in Wally's mind. Uh, before we get to the, the doom and gloom, Barry and Iris reveal their engagement. But one thing that struck me as a little odd, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about it, was Joe seeming so put out that Barry didn't ask permission first. It seemed a bit sexist in 2017 terms to ask for a father's permission before you get engaged to someone. Uh, but what did you guys think about the plot point, Peter? Uh, at first, I thought I was a little uh, taken aback by it as well. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting choice by the writers to put it in, but I guess they do want to show that Joe's... Just remind us that Joe is like, like that much older than these uh, folks. Uh but, like, once he had that talk with Barry, he was like, hey, look, I've told you this story, like, three or four times. Like, you know it's important to me. I was like, oh, that is kind of weird that Barry wouldn't do it. You know? Like, at least run up ahead quick, fast, uh, ask Joe's permission, get the yes, and be like, okay, we did it anyways. And then, you know, something. Uh, so I thought it was an interesting choice for the writers to uh, put in for his character. Brittany, what did you think? Was it just Joe being a little old-fashioned, or did you think they were trying to hint at something there? I think they were trying to hint something there, um, but I don't know if everyone picked up on it, but I'm sure some people did, considering not a lot of, even the West Allen shippers, you know, I, I guess I'm one of them, not really, I, I, you know, I'm fine with them, but even I wasn't a big fan of the proposal and the way it happened and why it happened, and I think that's the hint um, of how it happened, and considering that Barry... Um, did not, you know, even not not to ask Joe, but even tell him, because usually proposals, even if it is a very intimate, private thing with your partner, most of the time you tell somebody like a best friend or um, a family member, like this is gonna happen. Maybe can you help me, or do you think it's a good idea? You know, you're looking for some advice, even if you're not gonna take it, you confide in someone about it. So the fact that Barry confided in no one was a huge hint to where this episode was going to go and that it was Joe was fine with me because Joe is he 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 expressed you know earlier in the season like he's like I don't want to know anything about the the sexy stuff that goes on with you guys but everything else I think it was okay to include him in that and he kind of tells him you know you know the story you know it's like a tradition and I think Joe was a little hurt but more surprised about Barry's decision not to let him know about the proposal and also to wait a week i think that's what they said right that it was a week that they waited to tell everyone about the proposal i think that was the timeline in that so that's kind of pretty bad too i mean i don't know well they yeah. almost have to because they're sort of doing the episodes in real time now right because yeah. they schedule yeah. the number of episodes to end you know we know when the last episode is 
Yeah. Uh, and the date of that. So they almost have to say, well, it's been a week since we, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that, that was just really odd, too. I thought that they yeah. would tell them right away, you know, or a day after. So. Well, I was struck by, you know, it, it seemed a little, you know, sexist and old-fashioned of Joe. But then later on when we find out, you know, why Barry proposed and we did, it kind of made sense. It's that, you know, he is rushing into these things because he's mm -hmm. trying to change the future. And that is just, yeah. you know, one small way uh, in which you can change it. But we do seem, yeah. we talked before about the idea of, you know, how fluid the future is or how fixed. Mm -hmm. um, it does seem that they're in sort of a, uh, a, a Legends of Tomorrow uh, trap where the writers uh, are... are keep you know every time they think they've made a change to the future uh you know they they keep switching it back at the end almost giving you that fatalistic sense that the future wants to happen yep where are the um, time rates that's just what i want to know. yeah exactly where are the time rates too really busy chasing them? eobard you know spoiler alert they're they're real busy right now so maybe once oh. they get that they're gonna go for barry so um so we discussed uh barry and um uh, and Wally rushing off to fight a fire, and uh, Wally being tossed around uh, seemingly by Savitar. When you were first watching it, you know, not uh, you know, based on what we later found out, did you think Savitar was really there? I did. I thought Savitar was really there, being the crap out of Wally for some reason. But uh, so I was quite surprised when we later found out. And we never saw the cutaway scene where we could have seen Barry seeing Wally apparently throwing himself around, which is what must have been happening. What did you guys think about that scene when it was happening, Brittany? Yeah, no, I actually didn't think it was him. I just thought that we were continuing off from the previous episode, and that was a big hint that only Wally was seeing him. I was like, oh, man, it's going to play into my theory that Wally's going to be like a spy or the only one that um, can see him. He has some kind of connection to him. So it's going to be... It's going to be weird, but this time, since it was physical, I was like, oh, maybe Barry's going to see him or something. And we didn't we didn't get that. We saw Barry seeing Wally like hurting himself or he couldn't like, you know, in those you, those movies we see the horror movies with the uh, the ghosts or the demons in the house and they're getting like flown around the house or, you know, something like that. I thought that that's what Barry was going to be like, wow, you're going a little nuts. But uh, um, that ended up happening. So I was like, oh, OK, I'm OK with this. I like this because. Um, I've been a little critical of Wally, like in season two, but I've grown to love him so much this season. And I was like, "Ooh, we're finally gonna get something with him and him going a little cray cray." So I liked it. And Peter, what did you think of that scene with the uh, the fight supposedly with Savitar? Uh, supposedly nothing. I don't know what uh, the Flash saw, but <laughs> well, Savitar was there kicking the crap out of Wally, like. <laughs> They did do a quick cutaway for where we see no one there, and Wally's not just tossing himself around. Like, sure, maybe a like it could have looked like that for some parts, but Savitar, like he's getting knocked, like uppercutted up pretty high. Like, I don't think Wally's doing that. Well, so, and, and I agree. Like watching the fight scene, I didn't see how it could have been done any other done any other way. But later on, they established that you know Savitar is seemingly just there in Wally's mind, so it must have somehow been you know Wally roughing himself up. Well. Uh, but anyway, so uh, uh, Wally comes clean about having seen Savitar for about a week now. And uh, again, fitting in with the uh, the time frame that we're establishing things are happening in real time relative to us. Uh, and after Wally finds out about this, he totally blows up at Wally. Uh, and essentially doesn't quite throw him off the team, but basically says he's putting everything in jeopardy and, you know, shouldn't have kept it a secret. Um, what did you think? To, uh, two levels. First of all, did you think uh, Barry was justified in what he said to Wally? And secondly, you know, does it fit Barry's character to react that way? Peter? 
yeah, I think Barry was right in what he said. He said it wrong, and maybe he said it from a, a wrong place. Logically, what he said made complete sense. However, he like he just a, sort of attacked Wally, which yeah, not cool. And it, it, he's kind of done this sort of thing in the past. Uh, a few episodes ago, like after a training session with Wally, he's like thrown him off the team before. Um, so, yeah, I would say that this is something that Barry does. Maybe something they'll have to work on. Maybe uh, something that causes a rift between the two. Uh, and Brittany, what do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. I think, uh, what Barry said was true. And the way he said it was also true to Barry's character. Although, to be fair, um... The stakes are pretty high right now, considering Savitar wants to kill Iris. So I know Barry's like kind of on edge. So um, I got that, but man, did I feel for Wally in this scene? Because if um, I mean, if you look at the past couple episodes, the one thing that Barry came to realize was that maybe he won't be the one to save Iris. It'll be Wally. So Wally has a lot of pressure on his shoulders in a short amount of time, and. Um, he should have said something. He definitely should have said something. Um, but I understand why he didn't. But then I also think that he should have... Once he knew something was wrong, that that wasn't right, he should have said something. So everybody was in you know, the wrong and the right. But Barry just looked like a total asshole in that scene. Like I, Even if he was right, I felt so terrible for Wally. And that could be because I'm a Wally fan, but... Wally looks so betrayed when when Barry yelled at him like that, and I was like, "Oh my god, uh, tension's running high!" And I was like, "Ooh, this episode's gonna be pretty good." <laughs> well, yeah, and and I think that's you know an important element of what was running through the whole episode. You know, the, you do get a sense that the team is is splintering and fracturing, uh, and part of the reason for that is you know a big undercurrent. So we were talking about you know keep, people keeping lies. Uh, and secrets and stuff like that to the point at which, you know, at times it seemed like we were watching an episode of Arrow from last season. But, you know, as I, as I said, you know, a big episode uh, theme beyond the lies is the notion of fear and people doing things out of fear. Uh, at one point, I think HR even told Wally that no one can do anything effectively from a place of fear. But you saw how, you know, Wally was being motivated by his fears, his fears about his inadequacies. You can see how Barry you know, was motivated by his fear for Iris, uh, Caitlin worried about her fears for uh, becoming Killer Frost, Julian about his fear of reestablishing contact with Savitar. Everyone in this episode, uh, with the possible exception of HR and Cisco, seems to be motivated by fears. So what do you guys think about the things that the characters did out of fear in this episode? Brittany? Well, I think Caitlin uh, was in the right. I mean, it's so hard to to talk about this episode with what our characters are doing because it's it's very it's a very great episode it's um a lot of great decision making but for caitlin i feel was the most justified because she didn't do it out of um well she did do it selfishly but in in turn keeping that part of the stone that she kept and was the betrayer of the team she actually kept savitar from escaping so the wrong thing that she did was actually the right thing in, uh, you know, in a long-term perspective for Savitar getting out or, you know, what we find out later. So I think that was okay. That was right. 
But then I, I believe that that stone was affecting Wally, right? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, if not, then I'm totally confused about that. So I was okay with Caitlyn. Uh, I hated that the fallout with Julian. I mean, I don't know how you guys are feeling about that. And I love me some Draco Malfoy. Uh, he's been really great this this season, but uh, I don't know why I'm not interested in their romance. But uh, that led to uh, some stuff. Um, but uh, I think the one I got most disappointed in was Barry. I know he's the main character, but man, I, he just pissed me off this episode so much. Um, and I feel like Wally's fear ended up being his downfall. And that's so unfortunate. I feel so bad for Wally. He He's just been scared and pressured. And then the pressure got to him. And then inevitably, he he, he suffers a fate worse than death. So uh, fear was driving this episode and our characters' uh, um, actions. And it was just uh, it was just not a good day for, for the Flash team, unfortunately. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe they're setting up going forward that as you get closer and closer to, you know, the death date, whether fear will become more and more of something that uh, that influences uh, Barry's decisions. That'll be an interesting thing to see if they, you know, make him go uh, darker and uh, and uh, and more uh, judgmental. Uh, Peter, what did you think about uh, the way that the characters were reacting to their fears in this episode? Uh, pretty terribly. I... You know, I think we they should know by now to be honest uh, with their feelings towards one another. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Kaylin kept like this uh, pretty big stone from everybody just because, like, she just had it in the back. For, uh, reason. Well, we've sort of been talking a little bit about you know Caitlin having a chunk of the stone. Now, had that been established anywhere, or is that just a little bit of? Oh yeah, there was just a chunk of the stone lying there, so I grabbed it and I've kept it a secret for all this time. Did that make any sense to either of you, or did that just feel like they threw it in because they needed to set up what they needed to happen in this episode? Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with that too, but I guess it's not totally like out of the loop because when he threw the box into the Speed Force and it and it pushed him or made him travel to the future, I wouldn't be surprised if something broke as well that you know flew out with him or somewhere else you know it's not it's not too crazy to think about um throwing something in the speech force and as well as something else coming out of it so i was kind of okay with that but it did look like a little bit of a lazy plot hole and it kind of made the prophecy seem a little like um not as um i guess with high stakes because i don't know they made the prophecy seem like it was going to be real crazy, and now that we know oh, yeah. basically two that came out today, um, it feels like the Betrayer was not too much of a big deal. I don't know. The, or do we know? We'll yeah. Well, the, uh, prophecy no, no. Um, I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's a spoiler alert, but the writers apparently did say in an interview that came out today or yesterday, I'm not, I'm not sure, that they the, the part of the prophecies were uh, figured out in this episode, that it was, the Betrayer was, uh, Caitlin and the fate worse than death is uh, is Wally. Wally, Wally. I did, uh, confirm that. Yeah. Well, well, guys, we got off pretty easy, man. That's a pretty yeah. Good, pretty but we, easy, yeah. but I know some some of us did guess that Wally would uh, have the fate worse than death, right? I mean, I think even if nobody predicted that prophecy, people were saying that that would be Wally's fate anyway to be in the Speed Force. 
So Well, I want to revisit that because I want to talk okay. a little bit about what the fate worse than death might actually be, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, just being trapped in the speed force or maybe, dum dum dum, it's something else. Um, so uh, anyway, after um, uh, Wally makes his confession, as we said, you know, Barry reacts a little out of character and like totally lays into him. Uh, for not revealing that yet when Caitlin reveals that, oh, by the way, I've had a little piece of this philosopher's stone that I haven't mentioned anyone for the past six months. Uh, Julian is the only one who criticizes her for that. You know, did that scene feel real to you? Shouldn't the other members of the team have been as disappointed or as angry with Caitlin as they were with Wally? What did you guys think, uh, Peter? Uh, I definitely think that they should have. I'm not sure if this is... Uh, Everybody seems to get like a couple of, I don't want to say like mistakes. Yeah, everybody gets like a couple of strikes on the team. Like, ah, oh, you know, Barry changed the speed forward a couple of times. It's like, Caitlin, you almost killed a guy in prison uh, once, uh, but it's fine. And like, they sort of like almost looked over this one, but Julian as the new guy. And also just as he's the one that's, he feels real responsible for it. I think that. Uh, Julian Opera comes out looking pretty good in this episode, facing his fears, as you mentioned earlier, and just kind of maybe regretting joining Team Flash at this point, I would say. He did get one very small kiss from Caitlin, but aside from that, yeah, it was not a great episode for Julian. Uh, Brittany, what did you think? I think that Caitlin's um, betrayal got a little bit swept under, under the rug just because the outcome of it wasn't too bad. Like, it was more like she kept a really big secret that could potentially have been um, pretty terrible, but it didn't end up that way. So she kind of got swept under the rug, and I'm not I'm not too mad at her either, because at Caitlyn's core, I think if something terrible was happening with the stone, she would have, like, come out and said something. So, but she's been doing... She's been having a really hard arc this season. She was keeping her powers a secret and, you know, she's keeping this a secret. And it's just, it's really, it's it's a hard time to be Caitlyn right now. And I think I, I sympathize with her more than I'm angry at her. Because I don't think, I think she means well and she just doesn't want to have her powers. And I can understand that. Um, I think that Wally probably got the most punishment, even if he wasn't deserving of it. And so I, I just oh man, I just want to cry for Wally. But um, his, I him and Barry just weren't just weren't on the right terms this episode. And I, I think I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But I'm really sad that Wally paid the ultimate price for it. And when I don't think he deserved it. But after Savitar tells us like his whole plan or his plan that has, um, you know, played out this way. It all makes sense. It like connected all the puzzle and the pieces of season three so far. So, um, poor Wally. That's all I gotta say. Well, Wally got the punishment. If we were thinking Caitlyn needed some kind of punishment, well, she didn't get it, and Wally did. And Barry, I think he deserved everything that people were throwing at him this episode. But they didn't really give him anything except Iris. Everyone else felt bad for him, but Iris told him, you know, how it is, and I think she was in the right. Well, we were talking a minute ago about, uh, you know, Julian and, uh, you know, how he'll be, you know, how he must feel about, you know, the decision to help out Team Flash. So at one point, well, at two points, he's persuaded slash forced to reestablish contact with Savitar, even though he's obviously reluctant and finds it a traumatic experience. 
So what do you guys think about the team sort of insisting that he be their personal walkie-talkie to Savitar? Brittany? Oh, man. That was just... That was another uh, characteristic of Season 3 Barry. Um, selfish Barry, I want to call him. You know, arrogant jerk Barry. Um, essentially, Julian's a person with PTS, uh, PTSD. You know, he just... He was a pawn from Savitar. Savitar controlled him, made him do things, horrible things that he's living with still today. And Barry was like, you need to do it. Oh, you know what? You need to do it again. And Julian said no. You know, I felt bad. They should have listened to him. Even if we needed to know, I just, I, I, I couldn't understand it. But, you know, Julian, good guy Julian. You know, even though we've been calling him Dick Julian, good guy Julian went in there again and was a trooper. He did it and it was... I was very disappointed in Team Flash, but I understand that they're desperate right now. Um, with everything just coming, like everything was, with everything just going crazy this episode, I understand why they used Julian as a last resort. So it was just terrible to ask, terrible to do, but Julian, you know, he pulled through. So props to Julian. And it makes me even sadder when he does die. <laughs> That's so sad. I hope he lives now. Uh, Peter, what do you think about the uh, the way they used Julian in this episode? Uh, I think that the writers used him well. I think that Team Flash, uh, I agree with Brittany, they're a bunch of uh, expletive, you know, right here. That <laughs> expletive sound. But yeah, that they they were real they're real bad at the uh, to Julian and. I would like to say that the those scenes were pretty creepy. I think Tom Felton did a good job, like acting it out. Uh, they could uh, show could have gone a little harder on like really getting a good seance feel out of it. Uh, but they were Tom Felton acted it out. I like uh, I like the dialogue. Well, you make a good point, which is regardless how we feel about you know the Flash team's decision to do this from a dramatic point of view, it did allow the writers to reintroduce the character of Savitar, who we haven't heard from in quite a while. So we did get the two scenes where, you know, uh, Tom Felton is, you know, uh, channeling Savitar and giving us a reminder uh, of who he is as the threat for the rest of the season. Um, how disturbing do you find Savitar as a big bad? Because on one level, he's just another speedster, same as series one, same as series two. On the other hand, they are presenting him rather differently and giving him these... Uh, these grandiose claims and, uh, you know, what he's saying about the future and stuff like that. How uh, big a big bad do you think uh, Savitar is uh, based on his portrayal in this episode? Peter? Uh, I really thought that they did a good job with Savitar this episode. Um, the using of uh, Wally and Iris's mother was an especially... Like super villainous, dickish touch. Um, that was just terrible, and like, but terrible enough that you got it because he so would do something like this. Uh, I I didn't like the design of Savitar before, but I feel like they might have sort of built a physical model, so he kind of looks like a Power Rangers villain at this point. So he's grown on me. Um. Uh, so I would say this would be a good. Uh, this is a good uh, Savitar spotlight episode. Yeah, I also found it a little weird. Like when they have Savitar walking around, you can actually hear the metal moving. 
and uh, it feels a little like you know it, it doesn't feel as fast as you would want something to be or you know presumably the friction would build up uh Brittany, what do you think about uh portraying uh of savitar uh in this episode did it reestablish him as a, as a credible big bad yeah for me definitely i mean i was telling you guys that i felt scared of savitar they made him really scary and there's probably you know the plot the whole dc tv thing does this where it's like i can kill you right now but i'm not going to kill you runs away you know i have other things for my plan to to work out but i think savitar is really scary and he even points out you know um you thought reverse flash was scary you thought zoom was you know your ultimate rival well they ain't got shit on me man i'm good i am the god and it was scary listening him through you know julian the 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 two times that we did and he just kind of he just kind of like slams down shuts down everybody uh, when they're all listening to him he calls out cisco tech support um he even mentioned something really interesting about hr uh he just shuts everyone down and Something that bothered me in that scene was everyone looked so confident talking to him like, "Well, you're not going to get out." And very smirking and he's really smug and I'm all like, "Why are you not taking this guy more seriously? He it's scary what he knows and what he can do." You know, you should take him a little bit seriously. So, um I certainly felt scared of Savitar just hearing him from Julian. Those scenes are really scary. It's like a an exorcist type of thing. It's really freaky. Um and once he came, you know, we saw him and he's here in our on our earth now. I'm even more scared. I don't know what the hell this guy has planned. Um and considering that some of the things that he said about the future are happening, I'm actually freaking out a little bit and my theories are kind of going a little cray cray. So Savitar so far so good in this episode. And I do like him better than Zoom. I'm not going to lie. And while we had uh, Julian doing his second contact uh, with Savitar before Savitar escaped, there, there was something that I thought was, you know, uh, quite important that he said, which is, you know, Savitar basically saying, I'm the good guy and Barry, you're the big bad. And I really like the fact that they actually used the term big bad. Um, did you guys think there was, you know, any real significance to that? And how do you think that's going to play out? Brittany? Oh yeah, I definitely think that that's a thing. And they could be the they could use the cliche um explanation that oh, well all villains think that they're, you know, that our hero is their villain or, you know, something like that. But no, I think here there's a there's a significance. I think Barry, from what we heard, Barry trapped him and took everything from him. I'm going to I'm going to assume those are two different things. I'm going to assume he took everything from him and then trapped him. Or unless he means, you know, you took everything from me by chopping me, but Barry did something. And as we've known, every season of Flash has been Barry's fault, um, essentially. So I want to know why he thinks Barry or why he assumes Barry's the big bad. I, I need to know. But also, with the way Barry's been acting this season, and especially in this episode, there are some dark tones in Barry that we are noticing. And it's making me understand Savitar's um, quote on that. He's saying that Barry's a villain. And I'm like, but if you think of Barry, you think cheerful, optimistic, a hero, wants to work together. But have we really seen that this season? So who, who is Barry becoming? You know, after losing his mother and his father and now almost losing Iris. 
who who is this Barry? Because he's not our Barry. He's a different guy. So I think it's definitely interesting, and I think we're going to explore that in the next couple of episodes. It's kind of interesting, too, like, after Savitar does come back and he's confronting Barry and, you know, mocking him and belittling him, mm-hmm. he refers to him as, you know, the good guy and the guy who won't kill. Uh, yeah. So I think that core of Flash will remain constant. Uh, yeah. Peter, what do you think about uh, the concept Savitar saying that uh, Barry is really the bad guy? Yeah, he's kind of right. You know, he uh, Barry Allen goes back in time and messes with people's lives once or twice a year uh, <laughs> for, like, the past three years. Um, yeah, like, we have no idea who the uh, people who's alive, who is dead because of Barry Allen. Uh, it's cool because, you know, he fights a monster every week and it's fine. And we like him for it. And he's got a cool, uh, funny friends. But Barry Allen, he is kind of a monster. Mm-hmm. And for a big old Power Rangers monster to call you a monster, and, <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have to like think about it for a second, you know? Just look in the mirror. Uh, okay, so now we come to my least favorite scene uh, in the episode. Wally's mad that he's being shut out, so he proceeds Swiss go to vibe him into the future, where he sees that Iris isn't wearing an engagement ring. And he makes the uh, the leap that Barry proposed to Iris as a way of changing the future. So, of course, he immediately rushes off to confront Barry in front of everyone, thereby embarrassing Barry, uh, ruining the relationship, and ensuring the future can unroll exactly as it did in the vision. So, what did you guys think about Wally's decision? Peter? It does seem like something uh, a little brother would do, uh, especially if he's been hurt recently so i like i understood why wally would do it and it i mean it it was definitely a big bomb to drop right in the middle of the episode um that's sort of i think where the episode turned for me as well where i was just like oh man they can't even just get engaged without it like (laughs) oh all right like and yeah it took me aback in a way that it just sort of like soured me a little bit on the I was like oh this is the first part of the season again um, so that's what I felt about the scene Brittany what did you think about it one thing I like to point out in these TV shows is uh, aside from that it's CW expects some drama um, the reason we watch these shows is you know mostly for the characters we're in love with them we like them they give us a reason to like them we also like to see them when they're not themselves. Maybe not for a long time, but we like to see different versions or the character evolving and doing things that we don't think they would ever do, but they're different now, you know, and all of that put together. So for Wally, I feel like he's still so young. Him and Jesse are so young. And I love that even if I'm not invested in the relationship too much, I like them together. They make sense. Um, but they're also, they're they're both very young, they're very immature, and they're going to act on their emotions. And it's not like Barry's never done that. I mean, this is why we have season three, because he went back in time because of his feelings. So when Wally goes in there, you know, he's he's struggling with this all episode after Barry yelled at him. And like, you're off the team, you know, you're doing all this stuff. He's yelling at him, you know, go, go to your room, Wally, which is what he does. Um terrible idea to ask Cisco to go see his sister be killed, but I understood why too. 
I know he needed to go in there and see some more since Barry doesn't want to work with him right now. So he goes and he sees it and he's like, oh my god, I'm watching, you know, my sister die. Holy shit, she doesn't have the ring. What the fuck? Barry made him feel like shit that, that in that one scene, you know, excuse me for my language, but it's for emphasis. He made him feel terrible and then here you are doing something else. Um, you're keeping a secret and your, um, your actions are not coming from a genuine place. I'm not saying Barry doesn't love Iris, but I am saying that what he did was really terrible and it's just not right. So, as Peter was saying, it was a little brother thing to do to come in there in the heat of the moment. That's the only defense I give Wally. In the heat of the moment and that he's very young and he's going to say something and he outs it all in front of everyone. And it's so dramatic and it's so CW, but I was just eating it up. I was like, I actually gasped when I was watching that scene. I was like, oh, Wally, no, you didn't. No, you did not. And I just, but if you look at Barry in that scene, Barry's kind of like a little bit smug. He's like, yeah, yeah, two birds with one stone. Like, I, I'm going to marry Iris, but I'm also changing the future. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, Barry, facepalm. Like, it's no. It's kind of a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was praising himself, which he could. I'm not saying he shouldn't because that was actually quite brilliant for him, but totally terrible for Iris and um, their relationship. It doesn't matter if it's coming from a good place. This, this you can even allude to season four of Arrow uh, with Oliver keeping a secret from Felicity. But at least when he married her, it wasn't because he wanted to cover up the secret. It's because he really loved her and he wanted to marry her. Here... I don't know, Barry, but uh, well, <laughs> there was a time and place for a lot of things in this episode, and nobody took it. Barry was angry at Wally at the bad time. Wally outed Barry at the most terrible time. And essentially, he led to the engagement being called off. So Now, did that make yeah. sense? Because, I mean, obviously, Iris and Barry love each other. Of you course, know? yes. You know, does it make any character sense for her to go just because you proposed to me in the wrong way or at the wrong time? So suddenly the engagement is off so that I can die in four months' time? Uh, Two I'm months' okay. time? I'm okay with her breaking it off because from a from a relationship standpoint, it kind of feels like it wasn't genuine. Even if I know he loves her. Like, that is, like, in, like I will not ever fight with anyone on that. We know Barry Allen loves Iris, but him proposing to her, his priority in that was to change the future, not that he loves her. That was his main priority but changing the future to keep her alive yes but that but that's not the the issue here like like iris says that she's okay with that like she understands it but from it's kind of like sad that hey we're gonna have you know a walk to remember wedding i don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie but um it's just it's not genuine and it doesn't it's it's just not right like, I, that's, that's, like, the best way I can put it from my perspective. Like, I know you love me, but you're marrying me for the wrong, the main wrong reason. And uh, it was okay to, it, but you know what? At least it didn't lead to them breaking up, just the engagement being broken off. So, I'm okay with that. If they would have broken up completely, I would have been like, Iris, what are you doing? That's not right. But it, breaking off the engagement is okay. But it's also telling us, too, that... They are changing some things, but not the entire outcome. So they need to come up with a different plan on how to save Iris a little bit, or change the plan a little bit. And In my Peter, what, what did you think about Iris's decision? I pretty much agree 100% with Brittany. Uh, 
I can see. Are how you saying that because you're intimidated? <laughs> oh my god! Damn it! Cue the time. Uh, somebody, somebody won their office pool. Forty-four minutes. <laughs> Almost forty-five. Uh, uh, no, I think yeah, I can definitely see. Uh, it was like, oh, you didn't propose to me. Th your proposal to me was part of a plan. Like, that, that's there's sort of a little bit of an ick factor to that. It's tainted, like she said. Yeah. Iris says it's tainted. So. Yeah, I know, I know you're trying to get to save me. You know, we've we've sort of been doing that already for these past two weeks, right? You know, these headlines have been changing. You didn't need to like throw a marriage into it, as you know. I get it. Yeah, the thing that really bugged me, kind of, you know, just from a storytelling point of view about, uh, you know, Wally reacting the way he did, is this is exactly what they did with Cisco during the invasion crossover, right? Cisco is pissed off at Barry. He finds out something. He blurts it out. Yeah. You know, ruining everything for everyone because it's just people acting like spoiled brats. Yeah, that, you know, that I can agree like with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Cisco, even though I'm, I've been defending him, that was pretty shitty. Wally, what is? How old is he? Like. 2018 19 i don't know how old he is so i kind of let him pass for that but it's still pretty pretty freaking bad especially since it's a relationship we're talking about probably one of the most healthy if you want to even go that far so that's pretty shitty for wally and i think wally's gonna you know think a lot about that while on the you know what happens later to him so um anyway savitar continues to attack wally mentally uh uh, suggesting that he'll never be fast enough and basically goading him to keep trying to run faster and faster and you realize oh this is exactly what Savitar wants he even impersonates you know as we mentioned uh you know Wally's dead mother uh in order to get at him which in addition to being evil is just a dick move um now earlier in the episode we'd had uh, one of Savitar's acolytes told Barry that Savitar's always 10 steps ahead so were you at all surprised uh that what Wally was doing was exactly what Savitar wanted Peter? No, I thought they laid it out pretty well. You know, uh, Savitar did a good job masterminding this all. Uh, he got some real supervillain credits for that. Yeah, Savitar's The Big Bad uh, was pretty much cemented as this one. He, was, he, he, did, he did his job well. He tricked everybody, even got to gloat, uh, war several people. That like at least as many people as Grodd did like last episode. Uh, Brittany, what did you think? Yeah, I think Savitar has had a lot of time to go crazy in the Speed Force as well as plot um, or scheme. That sounds like a better word, better use of the word here. So he tells us everything of what what he's been planning and what he's done and how it led up to this to this moment in this episode and. It's just, it's quite brilliant, and I I know we all talked about it a little bit, like when Wally first got his powers, and how happy he was, and we enjoyed the fact that he didn't feel like this was a curse, he like just really enjoyed that he had powers, and because that's always, that's what he's been wanting. Um, so it was like, oh, that's so cute, that's awesome, and I, and I was a little bit like, yeah, I like that, but I'm also like, man, he's too cocky, he's having too much fun. But that doesn't seem right, even though that is within Kid Flash's right and his character. So um, I love that Savitar used that to his his advantage. He's like your ego. Um, I like I fed into all of that, and he proved it when he provoked Wally to run faster. Um, I wanted to be mad at Wally and be like, Wally, what are you doing? You know, you're 
you're doing exactly what he's telling you, but Wally was already messed up. I think by the end of this episode, his brain was fried and he just wanted to get Savitar out of his head. Um, so it's more suicide than an accidental death? Yeah. Really? Okay, well, no, not really. I think okay. he thought that what he was doing would just get rid of the voices in his head or the voice in his head. And it just didn't work out that way. Well, with that in mind, what did you guys think about the scene where Wally was sucked into the speed force and then Savitar emerged? No. Uh, oh, well, let's start with uh, Brittany. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little no. intimidated after someone jumped in like that. So, Brittany, you just go ahead and answer. No, Please I don't, don't want hurt me. to. No. Uh, I'll suck you into the speed force. I mean, I'm just kidding. Um, man, that was horrifying. That's like the only word I can use to describe this. I was terrified. I was screaming. I I just, I was watching in horror. And at, for, at first, I was so mad at Barry for not doing anything. But then I was thinking about myself on how I wasn't doing anything. I was just watching as well. But, oh man, horrifying. I don't even want to talk about it because I just, that's probably going to haunt me for a little bit. Like, just not, not fair and just, just so sad. Uh, Peter, what'd you think? Uh, when Barry Allen picks up the charred kid flash shirt, it's just like, damn. Like, it's just, it's a good callback to when Barry died and that was a great moment last season. So yeah, uh, they did it. They did it again. That's what that's what I thought as he was getting sucked into the Speed Force. Uh, it was just like they they managed to recreate like a pretty good scene uh, from this show. Um, okay, so uh, I guess now it's time for you know uh, uh, speculation and uh, you know, boundless projections, or in Brittany's cases, absolutely reliable predictions. Oh. Uh, where do we go from here? We've got the uh, the Supergirl crossover, which presumably should be a lighter-themed show, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, how do we get there from here? Uh, you know, uh, is it going to be all Savitar all the time going forward? And what do we think about the predictions? You know, uh, Brittany says that we've been told that we know who is the one who will betray and who will suffer a fate worse than death. And Brittany's quite confident it'll be Julian who will fall. Uh, Peter, what do you think? Don't don't be intimidated by those uh, statements. Just uh, what do you honestly think? You're in a safe space. Well, I think I said last week uh, my prediction was that Wally West was going to turn out to be Savitar. And I'll stick with it. I'm not quite sure. Uh, you know, I agree with you more after this week's episode. Right, like I think there was a bunch of little things that really support that idea. Um, I man, it's gonna be really interesting to see how HR ties into all of this because he's he's there and like he's just there, like hiding in the corner. And I'm really interested in to see like where the HR thing is gonna go. Uh, the Music Meister episode. I don't know. Maybe it'll just be like the light little break, sort of like a uh, little Buffy, that musical episode, kind of a little nod to that before things keep in their uh, dark zone. Uh, and Brittany, what do you think in terms of uh, where we go from here? And what do you think about the theory that Wally is Savitar? Um, I'm hearing both of, I'm hearing that one. And I'm also hearing that Barry is Savitar. 
I feel like I'm a little bit more with the berry one, but I'm I'm torn because I feel like there's a, there's equal evidence for both of them uh, to be to be Savitar. Um, and then there's always that that line that Savitar is saying, "I'm the future Flash," and everyone's trying to figure out if there's a comma there or not. You know, because does he pause when he's saying it? Like, "I'm the future Flash," or "I'm the future Flash." Like, what what are you saying, Savitar? Please, you know, I don't understand you. Um, uh, in terms of the prophecy, though, I know I say Julian's dying, but I don't think he's the prophecy death. I think he's just collateral damage. Um, just for daring to love Caitlyn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he kissed her here, and it just and then what happened to the relationship? It already stopped. It stopped before it started. Like it just, it just yeah. So um, that doesn't seem like it's gonna go well either for him. I want him to stay alive, but I don't know if they're gonna keep uh, keep him here. And then we we also kind of predicted that HR would probably die, and we get eight, we'd get our E two Harry back or another type of Harrison Wells. But turns out he's the one that survives. Um, or he's going to be the one to sacrifice. I mean, I don't know, man. There's possibilities now. Uh, and I'm excited to see if they're going to bring Wally back right away. Or if they're not. I don't think so. Um, that would be too easy. That wouldn't be a consequence. But they could pull the whole... Even if we get him out next episode, he was trapped in there for like 30 years or something. We, can, we won't... I can guarantee we are not getting the same Wally back. That's like probably the prediction I, I I'll make on that. That even if we get him out, it's not going to be the same person who went in there. So that's scary. That said, I'm excited for the musical crossover. It's confirmed that it's non-canon, guys. So it is going to be just fun. It's just going to be a fun episode. And I've always been uh, well, I, w- I wouldn't say on the down low because I've always said it. I'm a huge Super Flash. Uh, shipper, I love them together, and I'm <laughs> so excited to see them sing together and just have some fun. And I'm just, I'm my my body is ready. We're probably gonna get a win and Cisco meeting, maybe I don't know. I'm excited for that. So props, and I'm excited for the next two weeks. That's for what's to come. Well, Iris is gonna die in a couple of months, so that oh, yeah. clears the clears the way to, uh, <laughs> to the, May the, May twenty third. May 23rd. I got you. You've got that circled on May your calendar. <laughs> now, a couple of things I just wanted to mention about the idea that, you know, could uh, Wally be Savitar? You know, you do have, you know, when they were talking to Savitar in the Speed Force, there was, you know, the idea that, you know, Barry made me. And yes, that could go either way. And there's, you know, comic book canon that supports that quite recently in uh, the Flash comic books. You have, uh, you know, Barry in the future going back in time uh, to try to kill himself and stop the evil that he accidentally does. Uh, so there is, you know, uh, a canon background to that. There were a couple of little things that I thought might have been sprinkled into the episode, uh, you know, as more than just casual lines. So, for example, uh, you have Kid Flash at the beginning, you know, is, is racing at his personal best. But then when he starts to doubt himself, his speed starts dropping. And if you go back in the comics, like, 20 years or so, uh, when Wally West first became the Flash, just after Barry Allen died... Uh, that was part of the canon. You know, how fast Wally could run depended on how good he felt about himself. When he was doubting himself, when he was, you know, feeling he wasn't behaving heroically, his speed would drop. And so I'm wondering whether if that continues to be the case, you know, if he's trapped in the speed force and, you know, basically goes full evil but feeling good about himself, that might unlock the power of Savitar. It might allow him to achieve those sorts of speeds that, you know, Barry can only dream of. So I think that's one possible element there. 
another really casual thing that, you know, I, I just, I didn't even think about it when I was watching it first. I was thinking about while you guys were talking. There was that scene where Barry rushes off to uh, confront the acolytes and, uh, and get the box back. And uh, one of the acolytes says, you should move up the wedding date. So that means the acolytes have to know that he's engaged. But in the course of the show, he's only engaged for a week and they only tell people on that one day. So unless you're arguing that Savitar is seeing everything from there, this must mean that it's someone in the group, someone who knew about their engagement during that short period of time. So again, that would fit with it being Wally or indeed it, it fit with it being Barry. Uh, and finally, the last thing, you know, is just that whole thing, you know, with Savitar saying to Barry, you took everything away from me. So if he is, you know, thrust into the speed force, you know, and if he is blaming Barry for that, then maybe what he's talking about is the creation of Savitar in the future is, uh, you know, as a result of, you know, when Barry frees him from the Speed Force or something like that. Uh, and the whole, you know, took everything away from me might refer to, you know, losing Jesse or, you know, his family or something like that. But yeah, I, I feel, you know, a little more leaning towards the idea that, that Wally is Savitar uh, than Barry or anyone else after this episode. That also can be... Um supported by what Savitar says when he's uh, when they're using Julian I think the first time and everybody's there um, and he's like telling everyone off but when he looks at Iris he tells her you know I'm sorry you have to die but you ha like it has to happen and I was like oh that's interesting and I, if I remember correctly when we had that whole episode for Killer Frost and she goes to visit one of the worshippers he tells her that he knows that she's going to be part of Savitar's army so some of them know, or the worshippers know what's what's gonna happen. It's like they have like a crystal ball that every time the the maybe the timeline is changing or the future is changing, they can see it. And that's what I was hoping for when we were going back into the future again with Wally, because we've changed like maybe two things since the last time they've been there. I thought we were gonna see something different in there, but. Uh, they didn't let us. They just let us see the whole Iris no ring part. So that means there hasn't been any progress since then. Just had a, a, a slightly even crazier thought. What if Savitar is Kid Flash from the Flashpoint world? He's not our Wally. He is hmm. that Wally. Because remember what he was saying? That, you know, when he recreated Flashpoint, that was what allowed him to escape? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that would be an interesting because that would allow us to sort of have our kid Flash and eat it yeah. too. You could have and, this and being it, the villain. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Flashpoint, Wally wouldn't have gotten his powers either. So yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. Oh, some good stuff. Yeah, that would allow us to have the the satisfying payoff of it being Kid Flash without us having to lose. Because I can't see them losing Wally. I feel like they've they've invested too much in the character. And you know, when he's not moping around or being a total bitch like he was in this episode, he's a great character to have. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the Flashpoint, uh, Kid Flash, uh, to, to, Savitar, that could be interesting. To Wally's credit, the actor did a great job today in this episode, especially when he's very vulnerable when he's talking to Jesse and we see Francine. Oh um, yeah, the scene with his mom was really good. That was well done. I'm like, man, what is with these actors and acting with their dead mothers? Like they really know how to nail, um, those scenes. And it was, it was very touching and also a little bit like disturbing because we know she's not there and then she starts to tell him you know well you're not going to get fast enough you're not going to do this and I was like damn but credit to I can't remember the actor's name I'm so sorry for for Wally because he just he nailed all of that I like I like it I like seeing confident characters get a little bit like vulnerable like that I don't know why I feel like Jess you know 
uh, tribute to Jess. She likes crying Barry. I like vulnerable Wally. <laughs> uh, but I just I like seeing the actors being able to play with uh, emotional scenes like that, and he did very well. So before we wrap it up, let's uh, you know uh, weigh in on a question that just occurred to me: Which is the more dangerous job uh, in the uh, the Flashverse? Is it dating Caitlyn or being the mother of a hero? Oh. Neither of them seem to have very good uh, prospects for survival. Ooh, I don't even know if I can choose for that one. I would probably say the mother thing, honestly, because that also goes for Arrow, the Arrowverse. So I'm gonna go I'm with that to think, one. Is Ray Palmer's mom alive? I don't. I guess know. he's not a hero. He's a legend. Damn it! All oh right. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, well, maybe not mother, but maybe you should just say parents. But mother, most importantly, for for a Flash, at least. You could say parents for the entire universe because Kara's parents are gone. Yep. Uh, Oliver Queen's parents are gone. Yep. Jesse's mom is gone. <laughs> Jesse's mom is gone. Caitlin's dad is gone. Cisco, oh no, Cisco has his parents. So. Yeah, Cisco so it's just. Like, don't remind the writers they're <laughs> they there. They took his brother. They're yeah, not going to take his shut parents. Up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> they took his brother. That was the one that was going to, you know, break him. So, um,. Yeah. So before we wrap, was there anything uh, about this episode that you guys wanted to mention that uh, we haven't covered? No, I I think we covered everything. I think I got very passionate this episode. I'm always going to be the relationship person to talk about and defend uh, whomever was in the right. Um, and intimidate anyone you disagree with. And intimidate and fight you all because I'm pretty good at it. No, I'm just kidding. I, it, w it was a good episode with some questionable moments, but... Hopefully we save Wally. I mean, that's all I that's all I really want. I I can't believe I'm at this point already on episode 15 where I I'm I want Wally back. If you'd have asked me this like in season 2, I've been like, I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm like, get it back, please. So join us next time for a brand new installment of the Central City Chronicle. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com/archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for The Central City Chronicle, and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Central City Chronicle. Follow us on Tumblr, thecentralcitychronicle.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, wish the listeners a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of the Central City Chronicle every Thursday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. Good night.